0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. You join me, Nick, here on the Houston Highways, once again, had to get to you because we got to break down this absolutely thrilling win, once again, for the Steelmen, and if by thrilling I mean unbelievably boring, but in its own way entertaining because now we have readjusted our expectations to what watching a Steelers game is like, a win where they triumphed over the previously 9-4, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Steelers win the game 19-13. to 13. And yet another example of why you do not come to Heinz Field without an all-star quarterback or coach with an all-star receiver to throw to, and you just don't do it. Because if you do, the Steelmen will drag you down. Steelmen used to play down to the quality of their opponents. Now they have managed to flip that magic spell into – forcing their opponents to play down to their level of nasty, disgusting football. And the Tennessee Titans turned the ball over four times. I believe they lost three fumbles in one game somehow. And the Steelers made it happen. Once again, scoring zero touchdowns in the first half. That's the fourth or fifth game in a row. And the Steelers have not scored a touchdown in the first half. I'd be curious to see what those numbers are over the last three years. Probably pretty bad. Um, But I'm happy they got the win. Steelers pulled to seven, six, and one on the season. Well, on their way to our preseason prediction of being a game uh, over or under 500, but maybe even accomplishing a real feat in this first year of 17 games with the, with the likely possibility of ending up eight, eight, and one uh, coming up on the horizon here. So, I guess just broad thoughts. Let's look at this. It doesn't surprise me that the Steelers beat the Titans because while Tennessee is a really well-rounded team, they have a very good offensive line and a very good defensive line. And that alone, there's only a couple teams that truly have that. That alone makes them a threat. But they're incredibly star dependent and they only have two star players, A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry. Because as we know, Julio Jones has passed his prime. As we saw once again, he did play a little bit of the game after sitting out for many games. for The Titans immediately gets hurt again. The guy has you know accomplished everything you can accomplish in football, more or less, and uh, his body's taking a beating. So it's going to be tough for him to make it through full seasons at this point. So I'm not really counting and have never counted Julio on the Titans as a star. But when they have AJ Brown and when they have Derrick Henry, it's a different story because De- uh, Ryan Tannehill, pretty good quarterback, throws a. One of the most pretty, one of the prettiest, most gorgeous balls in the NFL, very catchable, all levels of the field, always a spiral, always the right trajectory. And when you have those extra threats around him, he can uh, really carve you up. And people want to say, oh, he doesn't have Derrick Henry, he can't do anything. Well, he has literally nobody else. Like, it's not like they have decent backups. They don't even have a James Washington that they can put in the game to play, right? So long story short. Titans don't have enough power, firepower to scare me as a Steelers fan when the Steelers are still fighting for their playoff lives. And when they're playing Ben Roethlisberger's likely second-to-last home game in his career, and there's been a lot of conjecture recently, even on this show, over whether or not he actually will retire after the season. Obviously, everything points to that. But as we've said since the preseason, I would not write that in stone my bookie baby it's not every day that you can double your money but sometimes it is my bookie you can double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users with my bookie's double deposit bonus and you can hear papa tom click clacking away on the keyboard in the background he's doubling his double deposit making it a quadruple deposit but either way if you sign up at mybookie.ag and use our promo code Sports drink, all one word, Sports drink, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using that promo code SportsDrink at my bookie. If they get embarrassed to end the year, he's going to say, I want to come back to avenge that. If they do great at the end of the year and barely barely lose, he's going to say, well, actually, we're right on the doorstep. All I got to do is be okay. And He's been pretty good over the second half of the season. But when he scored that touchdown, his first rushing touchdown at Heinz Field in over three years, and he ran to the tunnel and the cameras caught him, just having a moment to himself, sitting alone on the stairs in the tunnel, that kind of does – look like a guy who who knows he's about to retire, especially with the leaked reports of this being his last season as the Steelers quarterback. Didn't like that phrasing, but that that report came out a couple weeks ago. So Titans don't have enough firepower to deal with the Steelers. Steelers do a good job getting some turnovers. Joe Hayden makes a world of a difference in his game back, making an unbelievable interception. And the game-winning stopping tackle where the Steelers don't have any other guy outside of TJ, Cam Hayward, and Minka, who would have made that tackle, who would have had the awareness to make that tackle to stop the Titans short of the sticks in the last play of the game. Yeah, it was great. So I think it was another ugly Steelers game. We know who every team in the NFL is at this point in the season. The Steelers are just replaying the same game over and over again right now. It's ugly. They don't score in the first They try to open it up in the second half. They usually get a couple turnovers in the second half and they turn it around and they use the momentum of Heinz Field to their advantage. And that's basically what happened. Uh, They somehow won the football game though with 168 total yards of offense. 168 total yards of offense, two of 11 on third down and the Steelers win the game. And it's because of the crappy turnovers by the Titans and because of Boswell's strong and true leg where he helped lead the Steelers to victory. I will say this, some of the deep pass interference calls that the Steelers garnered on their like one nice touchdown drive. Those were pretty big pass interferences that could have very well ended up being 50 or 60 yard passing touchdowns. So there is hidden yardage beyond the 168 that actually registered on the score sheet. But let's not pretend like it's this awesome offense. I mean, Chris Sims has been calling it out on pro football talk for the past few weeks. The Steelers offense is basically, let's hopefully find a one-on-one matchup with Deontay or chase on the outside. And then will throw a dime to him every once in a while. And if not, they'll get the pass interference. So it is what it is, but Steelers moved to seven, six and one They keep their playoff hopes alive in a COVID stricken, injury stricken, uh, cannibalizing AFC North and I just think that that's only a positive thing. The more games the Steelers win, uh the the more the aura remains around the team and I think that helps you build something in the next year. I don't think that there's honestly too much of an order of operations uh to to turn to when thinking about this game. So, just a couple scattered thought shot uh scattershot thoughts that I have. The first one being, T.J. Watt, need, somebody massage that groin. As many people as we need on that groin, get it done. And same thing with Alex Highsmith as well, because they were unbelievable in their return to action. I guess Highsmith, you know, has, has played in the recent weeks as well. But they were unbelievable against the Titans. Constant pressure. Obviously, Cam Hayward's always good. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't know if he's over 100 tackles yet, but he's at least on pace for it for the first time in his career. He gave an interview after the game where he talked about, hey, that's what they asked me to do. That's what I'm going to do. I can't lie to you. My body is hurting because of it. But whatever my job is, I will take care of him. So it is annoying seeing Minka Fitzpatrick uh, treated like a late career Troy Palomala when we have a real Ferrari that has to get used as a Jeep Wrangler. And I love Jeep Wranglers. But look, we've got the Ferrari for a reason. There's There's a price tag on that. But it also, I bet you, is a huge season of growth for Minka Fitzpatrick as a safety, having to play in a role that he's not, in, you know, he wasn't entirely born to do, but he took to it like a fish out of water. As, as the season went on, he got better at tackling this year. But He's made a lot of touchdown-saving tackles in the past few weeks in particular. But back to Highsmith and Watt, they terrorized Ryan Tannehill. They were incredible. T.J. Watt, I believe is at 17.5 sacks now. That breaks the Steelers' All time single season record set by Debo, James Harrison. James Harrison recorded a video for him congratulating him and said, Don't stop there, man. Go for that all time single season sack record for the NFL, which of course is well within TJ's reach. I believe TJ's played 10 games this year and he has 17 and a half freaking sacks. I do not want to see Miles Garrett get this defensive player of the year. The past few years have been close for TJ. This year is not close. It's TJ's award. And If he misses any more games, which is a possibility because he's kind of on a two-on, two-off thing with this groin, unless we get the massage team on there like I just suggested, but he can't miss any more games. But if he can keep up what he's been doing, he might actually be able to steal the award away even while missing so many games, which usually kind of disqualifies you from an MVP conversation. But he absolutely deserves it this year. All the plays seem to be in critical moments, junctures of games, or uh, they seem to be coming at the downfall of Alex Highsmith, who's, who keeps getting sacks taken away by holds, or uh, you know T.J. Cam getting there a second before he does, or, or him flushing the, uh, flushing the ball carrier or the quarterback out to T.J. Erkam or someone like that. But it has been noticeable, now that uh, Highsmith has been healthy for long enough, uh, how much he's improved. And so he had an incredible preseason. He had a good rookie year, and we had very high hopes for him. And he barely has any sacks on the year. So it was getting a little disappointing at a certain point. But now that I've watched the past few games of the disruption he has created, you should be very encouraged by Alex Highsmith. And we at least have three young guys in TJ Highsmith and Minka. We have some faith in And even Terrell Edmonds had a nice game yesterday. So I'm very curious to see... What they do with Terrell, who's not on the level of those guys, but at least he could be, you know, countered upon that way. So, I had to point out Highsmith and TJ Watt for being unbelievable in this game. I had to point out TJ Watt for the milestone and the torrid pace he is on towards becoming one of the greatest Steeler defenders in history. I believe he's like within 20 sacks or something ridiculous of the all time record and he's played like half the games of everybody else on the top five list. I mean, he is really screaming up the leaderboard and uh, it's glorious to see. Hopefully we can put some other pieces around him in the next few years. Yes, I said, we, we watched the Steelers. Once again, I'm gonna die on that soapbox. You shouldn't say we with our team. You're the one taking it too seriously, all right? Well, yeah, yeah, we know. We know I'm not, we know I'm not on the team. Did you need that spelled out for you? Is that the issue there? That's a weirder ask to me. So, yes, hopefully we can put some more pieces around him. Another big milestone was crossed on Sunday, and it was by none other than the greatest athlete to ever compete in competitive sports, Ben Roethlisberger, who moved past Phillip Rivers for fifth on the all-time passing yardage list. And those, those records do mean something, man. And it is just such a bummer that the passing stats have, gotten so inflated to the point where people forget who Dan Marino is, judging by all the people saying, can't make the same mistake twice with Ken- passing on Kenny Pickett. would be like passing on Dan Marino. All right. I'm not saying you should pass on Kenny Pickett, you know, if he's available where the Steelers are drafting. I'm not saying that at all. Kenny Pickett could be a great prospect. From everything I've seen so far, it's not, you know, incredibly exciting from an arm talent standpoint, which is the most important thing to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, he does some good things well. Uh, like I've said, need to break him down in the offseason. Very excited. Very likable guy. Seems like a very smart guy. Very well-rounded. But Dan Marino is arguably the best quarterback to ever play the game. And we're just forgetting about him because people haven't seen him play. You can compare his tape from the 80s to Pickett's now, and you can tell whose arm is stronger. I mean, and by the way, I would say the same thing if you if you were talking about Baker Mayfield or any other, other big quarterback prospects over the last few years Dan Marino has barely been equaled only a few times in draft history since then so while I think yeah you might not if, if you have a chance to get Kenny Pickett and he turns out to be a guy like definitely take him but let's stop comparing him to Dan Marino or Aaron Rodgers or these other people or Ben Roethlisberger for that matter when you look at his college tapes like damn that, that's something you cannot pass on that kind of size arm talent athleticism et cetera, et etc but let me get back to it. It's a bummer that these records are getting so out of control because it's going to knock Ben and, and Philip Rivers probably eventually down the list because of people who played their whole career in the super passing era. That being said, it's awesome to see him work his way up there. It is nice to see him over Phillip Rivers because while those records are, are you know, they could be misleading because if he didn't get above Philip Rivers, people in 20 years are going to do the same thing to Ben like they're doing to Dan Marino. Like, well, I checked a stat sheet. I looked at the the names in numerical order on a sheet and now I've made a judgment about their ability to play quarterback because I can read one, two, three, four, five, and this guy's at one and this guy's at two and this guy's at three and this guy whatever. I have no context to the situations. I have no context to what their team asked them to do, to how they had to play. Do they have to carry their teams to Super Bowls like Aaron Rodgers? Or you know, do they have a team effort like an Eli Manning? Like, I'm not taking anything away from Eli Manning, but I'm also not going to give him anything extra that he didn't do either way. So seeing Ben get that high on those lists is justifying to his position as an all-time great quarterback. You, get, It's funny. It just sucks because this year all these records are coming in, in such lackluster, you know, offensive performances for the entire team. But who cares because they're coming in – we like to see it either way. I don't have too much of a judgment on his performance or the offense's performance in general, except for the fact that this line has really not improved. And that is definitely something to be a bit worried about. And they had no chance in running against the Tennessee Titans, who have a very stout defensive line. But I don't remember what number, I think it's number 90. Either way, it's the guy who's playing a lot of nose tackle or inside defensive tackle, undrafted free agent. Which is kind of psychotic when you look at the guy. He's like one of those guys that's a big, roly-poly defensive lineman, but he's also somehow jacked. He's like a, he's a freak of nature in the in the most complimentary way. I mean that he's just he's a beast. He's a badass, and he's going against a third-round pick in Kendrick Green, and you just see a guy who didn't get drafted manhandling, absolutely manhandling, <laughs> a guy who did get drafted, and it just shows you this this game's a little tricky, but. Kendra Green, he can't play center next year. I mean, you got to hope that he can adjust and play guard. But uh, Steelers are going to be in the market, I would assume, in the draft if it falls correctly for a center. That has been very disappointing. The run game had about a four-game streak where it started sputtering and showing some signs of life, and uh, those signs were quickly ripped away from our viewing pleasures because they suck they can't run the ball and that leads me into my next section in which i will bitch about matt canada who i think i'm out on now yeah matt canada sucks everybody we have the sample size we try to take our time with these coordinators give them a decent amount of time before uh, making a ruling and it's just too cute, man. I mean, the Steelers had the ball in Tennessee Titans territory fresh off another turnover that they were not going to punch into the end zone. And at that point, the Steelers had 12 yards or 19 yards on 12 carries rushing in the, in the game. And it just it, – he calls two run plays in a row. He calls two runs in a row. They have absolutely zero – they have less than zero success in the run game and he calls two shotgun runs in a row and we could break down every play call from the game i'm not just going to give you, you you know obviously i'm not making my point just off of one situation but this is just happening too often in the, the second and 19 runs and the first and 15 runs and inside runs and just running for the sake of running and not having any creativity behind it and i'm aware that you know he has, he's got nothing to work with that way but uh regardless it's, it's just it's not working with Matt Canada, and the offense has only succeeded over the past year or two when Ben goes tempo and no huddle. And for a while, I thought, well, maybe it's because they don't have a you know a quarterback who can run the feetner and and Canada system. But that that's bull crap too because you're only a good coach if you adjust to your players. It's a classic axiom, right? You have to be able to change your offense based on your personnel, and if that's what it takes for you, you need to perfect Uh, you need Lamar Jackson to run the offense Kyler Murray to run the offense then you suck because anybody can get those guys to run the offense so hopefully that's something encouraging that they can find something to do with this line and find something to do with this offensive coordinator because it's it has not been looking good sports drink one word sports drink you'll instantly receive Double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. Look, if you are worried about the retirement of Ben and, you know, my interest in the Steelers would never waver, but I understand that there might be a little bit of a rebuild ahead here. There might not be, though. We'll see. Maybe you need to put some scoots on some other games, you know, keep keep it going. I don't mean to encourage that, but I'm just... Stating the facts, that might be something people are interested in. Well, my bookie's going to help you do that by doubling your first deposit. If you use that promo code SPORTSDRINK, bet anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. Earn cash. And Dad and I, of course, have a never bet against the Steelers policy in all things. We did mention after the putrid loss to the Cincinnati Bengals that it might be in some people's best interest to bet stock down on the Steelers, but we're not. Idiots, so we wouldn't follow that fake advice I gave to you guys because the Steelmen are back up, and if you bet on them going down, then it wouldn't have worked. But now the Ravens are all injured, so maybe you want to bet on them going back down. So go ahead and use the promo code SD when you sign up at www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, when you make your first deposit, it'll be risk free. So even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. Spotify Green room It's a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and easy to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. and You can trash talk Ravens fans. You can talk about Ben's greatest highlights pft commenter put a a best ben scramble drills video up on twitter maybe you go talk about that you can actually link your twitter account to spotify green room and talk to other fans athletes executives and insiders in real time which is really cool all you need to do is download the spotify green room app for free in the ios app store create a profile link your twitter and join the group So maybe there is a little bit of a carrot dangling on a stick here with the idea of firing Matt Canada and getting a more competent, more innovative, more consistent offensive play caller. But as we know, at the risk of repeating the same podcast episode for 20 weeks in a row, none of it matters unless you can get the offensive line together. And once again, they have not taken a step forward. You know, it was fool's gold with them uh, improving the run game very slightly in the middle of the season. And the only solution is draft and free agency. you got to make multiple moves in those areas. And obviously we'll be talking about that in depth after the season. But what's nice is that the Steelers are still in the playoff race. And they have a couple more games left. They have the Kansas City Chiefs this next week. I mean, it doesn't look good, right? you you got to think that that's going to be a loss, especially considering the Steelers have beat some of these above-average teams recently while getting some some pretty crazy turnover luck in the second half of games. And, and they've done a good job securing turnovers. But as we know, that is a bit of a luck stat at times or a pressure-related stat. So it could happen. Patrick Mahomes has turned over the ball more this year than he has in past years. I could definitely see him getting one or, or so. But that's going to be a tough one to win. Then otherwise, they have the Browns who, of course, have an excellent rushing attack but are completely COVID-compromised at the moment, and they really have no threat of the pass, and that bodes better for the Steelers. Just imagine the Browns as the Vikings without Kirk Cousins launching deep balls to Justin Jefferson. So those games could go very similarly. They could run for 200 yards, but maybe without the added benefit of being able to take advantage of throwing the ball over the top, the Steelers could beat the Browns again. I, I I don't doubt that. And then the Ravens, Like we said before, the Ravens aren't that great. And whether it's um, Lamar Jackson or what's the guy's name? It sounds like the the dude Huntley, right? Um, Either one of those guys, there's not a massive drop drop off. Obviously, you would rather not play Lamar, even though the Steelers have had success against him. Those are winnable games. And the Steelers can end up making the playoffs this year, which would be one of the most mind-boggling things we've ever seen. And... I I don't even know how to categorize it except for the Steelers are the Steelers, and they're tough. And I don't even know if I can say they're well-coached or not. There's too many instances of offensive line penalties on third and one where it's like if you can't control anything, can you control that? Some of the the tackling techniques from the backup corners like Molette and stuff have been pretty putrid at certain points. I I don't even know if you could say they're well-coached or not, but they do have a culture they don't have an identity they don't run or pass they don't stop the you know they got a couple star players on defense and they just have this badass pittsburgh thing and that's how they win the games seriously it's crazy so that is a positive that that has remained intact cuz the second you see the steelers being as soft as they've been in these blowout losses or blowouts that they eventually came back from, that, that's not good. That's when Rome is really falling because you can't have that happen at the same time as losing Ben Roethlisberger and possibly Kevin Colbert. So I think that, that it's positive that the Steelers have stayed in it. Obviously, it makes it more fun to watch and more fun to root for them when there's actually a chance of winning, a chance of making the playoffs, a chance of spoiling someone else's season. But look, I think the Chiefs game is, is not going to go great. The Chiefs defense, especially if they get Chris Jones back, who's a defensive MVP type of player himself, they're incredible. They have really stepped it up since they got Melvin Ingram from the Steelers and Frank Clark got healthier. But, yeah, they have a really good defense. The, the offense has not been the same. It hasn't been the Patrick Mahomes offense, and they definitely erupted in the fourth quarter of that Chargers victory last week. But they have not quite been the same as they have been in the past years. That being said, they're really rounding into form now. Andy Reid has had a lot of success against Mike Tomlin and Steelers teams. I got to think they'll be able to handle them that way. And maybe the Steelers will will drop down to 7-7-1. And it's going to come down to games against the Browns and the Ravens to make it to the playoffs or to at least spoil those guys' seasons. And honestly, that's pretty awesome. We had different expectations for this year. So I'm excited to see what they do in the next few games. I hope that Pat Fryermuth recovers from the concussion Look, you definitely get nervous when a guy's got multiple concussions in a month in his rookie year. You get scared because a lot of those things, you know, knock on wood, but sometimes that's a recurring issue. So I hope they play it close to the vest of him, keep him safe. I know Keith Butler pointed to the 2005 Super Bowl run where they had to win six games to close out the season. This ain't that team, right? That team was, what, 15-1 and one the year before? They had Ben Roethlisberger, young Ben Roethlisberger, Ben had missed, I think, four games that year anyway. So that really is a reason why their record was as low as it was. They're a much better team. This is not that team. We all know that. Protect Friar Protect your best players. But go out and try and win it. I'm not saying fold, you know, fold the tents here. But this season was really about seeing how they can maintain an identity, how they could send out Ben, and who the hell is going to develop to be good players in the future. Their first and second round draft picks have turned out very well. I don't think we're going to see that much more from the offensive line over the course of the end of the season. Hopefully, LeGaloux shows some more. Hopefully, Dan Moore, who's given up like seven or eight sacks in the season, but only one in the past few games. Hopefully, he keeps improving. So, there will be something to look for as far as that goes. And I guess, you know, Presley Harvin's last few games is a steal because, oh my gosh, he is now the worst punter I've ever seen. The worst. Number one. Worst punter. He had like three 20-yard punts in that last game after already shanking a few in the, in the week before. It's done for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it all the way through the season, but the Steelers are extra loyal to draft picks, so they might keep him around, and we'll see what happens. Poor guy. Damn it. That could have been so great. Why would we robbed of that? I don't know. Either way, um, we'll be there to watch it. We'll be there to watch it. I was thinking about walking back my Chiefs comment, and hey, crazier things have happened. Steelers can win any game, but it's not a great matchup. That being said, we'll be there to watch. We'll be there to break it down. Follow us on Twitter at Steelers Outpost. Email us at SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Until next week, go Steelers. Okay, bye-bye.